0: Live from an attic somewhere in the north, this is The Late Show with Tom Stuck.
1: Yo, almost didn't make it tonight. Too many cables around the back came out. I was all in a panic. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about essential digital skills, not the airy-fairy, oh, hey, collaboration, man, all that kind of stuff. Exactly what you need to get on in the digital world in this wonderful digital age. Tune in and let's go.
0: Live from an attic somewhere in the north This is The Late Show with Tom Starkey Tune in live at ttradio.org Or to join in the conversation Download the Podbean app And search Teachers Talk Radio Follow the hashtag TT Radio Tune in, talk it out With Teachers Talk Radio Good evening, everybody.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Um, yeah, mate, it was a close one tonight. I've been spending a lot... <laughs> it was my youngest birthday today, so, um, you know, we took we took them all down to uh, LaserDome to commit virtual murder with uh, guns on each other. And then afterwards, I, I had to sort my eldest son's computer setup. He has really got into that whole kind of YouTuber, clean setup, RGB lights, things on the shelves i had to put up a damn shelf and so i got up and i thought i got up here to the attic and i thought oh hang on oh yeah well, i unplugged everything a couple of days back so i was kind of w- i've been i've been putting things into sockets i don't know where they go i don't care i was I, I, you know pressing things on and off and on and off again oh and i've had a couple of coffees as well so yeah you know i'm, I'm raring to go this sunday evening raring raring to go now um i've been listening to the channel myself i've been having a look at the downloads of some of the other people uh my competition my wonderful my wonderful colleagues on the tt radio i love the tt radio community it's varied. there's lots of interesting things going on if you haven't uh already downloaded and listened to any of eugene mcfadden's um uh sessions on autism and teaching teacher autism working with teachers with autism the general just the general information about autism eugene mcfadden is a man seriously i have i have not had such authentic knowledge in such a small amount of time uh, i i got hooked i got hooked there's a there's a download with him and um pete warmby pete i hope i've pronounced your name uh properly there uh talking about uh, some of the issues in education surrounding autism. I work for disability uh, services in my institution, so it's something that's close to my heart. My eldest son is autistic, and it's just just listening to uh, people with authentic knowledge talking about that particular issue, um, and just uh, you know, and being funny and being engaging. If you haven't checked it out already, check out Eugene's podcasts because they are absolute gold. Forget listening to mine. Seriously, they, mine pale in comparison. I mean I'm I'm
2: I'm, I'm uh, remotest interest
1: uh in regards to autism and education. It's an absolute goldmine of information. Uh he's just brilliant. I was so impressed. So impressed. Um Unfortunately, it was the first time I'd listened to Eugene, and I've known him. Well, not I say know him. I've known um, we've been Twitter buddies for quite a long time, but it's the first time I've listened to him, and I should have done it sooner. It's excellent stuff. So that's my, first, that's my recommendation for today. Um, when it comes to other podcasts, I'm kind of, doing myself, out of a, doing myself out of business, really, but that's all right, because we've got such fantastic people um, on this here TT Radio. Great stuff. Lots of different people, lots of different opinions, and uh, just if you if you just just listen, go go and listen to Eugene. Going to he, he knows what he's on about. Um, so that's my first recommendation. Then uh, recommendations. What are we talking about tonight? Let's have a check. Oh right, okay, Yeah. So we're talking about digital skills now. I'm quite cynical when it comes to the digital realm, especially when it comes to digital realm and education uh the benefits of digital education the benefits of the digital world you know and it can get very very vague it can get very very new age you know like collaboration Digi- digital education means collaboration and like and you, you ask me expand on that and they're like collaboration <laughs> nobody's ever pinning anything down you know nobody's anything pinning anything down you know these grand things collaboration cooperation Uh, information. What what are you talking about, man? Seriously, what are you talking about? We need to know. We need to know the details. So today, in a a cynical, perhaps humorous fashion, uh, in this particular case, it depends on where you're coming from, to be honest. I think I'm hilarious. I think I'm a delight. So, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, I think it's going to be a funny show tonight, possibly. Um, but you know, jury's out. You know what I mean? Um, so, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to, I am going to come up. No, no, I've already got, I've already got, I've got, I've got them in mind. Digital, essential digital skills, real digital skills. None of this kind of like, hey, you know, San, San Francisco, San Diego, kind of like Google, kind of. Google Pod thinking, going for a lie down in your break. Like I didn't do that at school anyway. <laughs> I was well ahead of the game when it came to that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, by lunchtime when I was teaching, I was absolutely battered. So I was going. I went. I went to the. Uh, I went to the store cupboard. Had a little lie down most days. But um, digital skills are one of those things that you know. It's like great. We need digital skills. Digital skills are very important. UK has to be a leader in digital skills. And then you think well, what skills. What's, what exactly are you on about, you know, digital skills? Are you talking about being able to fix a computer? Or are you talking about being able to upload something to TikTok? You know, so let's let's break it down. Let's break it down. So um, I've lost a Tom's Tech Tips uh, jingle, which is a damn shame. But uh, it's not so much tips as in these are skills. These are the skills that your students need. These are the skills that perhaps you need to work on as well, people. Um uh so let's uh turn it off and on again and let's reboot digital skills and their definition let's see how we go in at number whatever i didn't really get to the point where i numbered any of these in at this number it's old school it's old-fashioned it's completely ignored uh in all but the most all but the most uh, specialist educational areas and in at this is is touch typing um, I have no idea why they don't have touch typing along with handwriting when it comes to primary. But I'm not one of those people that says, oh, you need to have this in primary school. Well, what well, do I know about primary school curriculum? But touch typing is a skill that I do not see. I work with, uh, I work in higher education. I work with, you know, great minds. And um, a lot of these great minds use two-finger typing. And it's, it's painful to watch. Touch typing is a skill that I think is akin to... Making sure that you have handwriting that can be uh, read and understood, it speeds up your work, therefore it means that there's less time between the, what you think and what you write. You do not have to uh, you don't I bought a new keyboard last week. it's this kind of really fancy blue switch it's got RGB lights that kind of can hypnotize you for days i think I think um, you know the secret services were using them in the Cold War you know, to, to try and get information out of people. Like, the the colours go round and round and round. But the reason that I like it is that it's tactile and it helps me with my touch typing skills. Um, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. To be honest, I prefer to use uh, text-to-speech. Oh, sorry, no, let's get that the right way around. Speech-to-text in regards to um, that kind of speeding up the writing process. but But, I mean... Who doesn't use a keyboard nowadays? I mean, maybe in the future, everybody's going to use a, use their phone for input. I don't know. But I don't know why touch typing isn't given greater emphasis in all sorts of fields of education because it's such a useful skill to have, such a useful skill. So when it comes to straightforward digital skills, touch typing, boom, that's your first one. Yeah, no, it's old school. I understand that, but so am I, you know? I'm years old now. I don't want to be, uh, you know. uh, Touch typing is something that I've never seen being explicitly taught, uh, unless uh, it's a secretarial course or unless something like that. And I think why it would help so many people. It would. It would mean that, you know, uh, things get speeded up. It would mean that students could become, could get through work quicker. It's that physical act. People forget. The writing is a physical act. Touch typing can make that physical act quicker and easier, and um, and um and it also looks really cool. It makes you look like one of those IT bods in the movies when you touch type. When you don't even look at the keys. I mean, I've seen people do it. Like it's people who have been fantastic at doing it. Um, I uh, way back in the day, I I I was working in adult education. We had an administrator who um had gone through kind of the old-fashioned secretarial school, and I swear there was smoke coming off her keyboard at points, it was so fast. She could get down her thoughts faster than I could think something, you know? And I think that's important, it's a physical act, and it's helping. It's not, you know, it's not kind of like super digital VR sexy or anything, but there's gotta be, how many times are you using computers? How many times are children using computers? How many times do you use computers in the workforce? And the primary, uh, way to input information into those computers and it still is to this day is the keyboard so give people the skills to take that input and run with it as fast as they can you know be like that admin get smoke off that keyboard touch typing now there are online courses uh, in regards to touch typing there's uh, there's a there's a number of different apps in regards to the teaching of touch typing and in the break i'm going to have a look for uh, the name of a couple i've got them in mind but i'm not 100%, i'm not sure i've got the right name in mind also Touch typing, yeah, it's not kind of Google Pod, Tesla, kind of, uh, you know, minority report futuristic type stuff, but my goodness me, it is a skill that would really benefit so many different people. And as an offshoot for that, uh, learn keyboard commands, people. Learn keyboard commands, it's another one of those things. Shortcuts, shortcuts. I may have told this story before, but I have a student who. has limited mobility. And, uh, she, she derisively laughs at me when I support her online and I use a mouse to try and do certain commands. She's like, why are you wasting my time, Tom? You're embarrassing me. You're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing your institution. Just press Control V for goodness' sake. Uh, it's that kind of thing. Um, I talked about keyboard shortcuts before, but if we're talking about digital skills, useful digital skills, practical digital skills, we're not talking about you know collaboration, communication, you know, uh, you know, getting the wide view of the world in the zeros and ones. You're talking about learning to touch type, people. You know, it's a bonus. Uh, so that's my first one: digital skill, learn to touch type. Touch typing is brilliant. Do it. It looks cool. Makes you look like a uh, like a, a nerd in one of those uh, Mission Impossible movies, but also it speeds up your workflow. Brilliant stuff. I can't do it very well. I'm trying to learn. And when we go to the news, I'll see if I can come up with a couple of decent sites. I have one of them in mind, but uh, you know, I got to get this stuff right. I can't be recommending stuff and getting the name wrong. Um, although I have done this, I've done that in the past on this show, to be really honest, and other shows. I was I was on a show. Um, uh and i was talking about a specific assistive technology for an hour and a half and i got the name wrong <laughs> so it was like <laughs> the guy the guy that i was talking to when they downloaded the podcast had to have this disclaimer that is like this this absolute plonker has got the name of this program wrong the entire show um uh, this is the actual name of the show um Uh, but please do listen to some of what he says. He does kind of know what he talks about. He just kind of gets the names wrong. Like I said, I'm getting old, getting old. And and, and technology, you know, technology, the names of this stuff uh, kind of, they bug me as well. I'll turn them into a bit of a grump, and I can never remember. There's so much stuff that's similar. If you work in the area of mind mapping, uh, digital mind mapping or digital tools to mind map, and you're trying – and you're asking for like a, a particular? Excuse me. I'm going like I'm getting beeps from my computer at the moment. Bear with me for a sec. What's up, computer? What do you mean? Buh, buh, buh? All right, let's get back on it. That's what we're talking about. Okay. Um, yeah, if you're working in the area of digital mind mapping, um, uh, and you try and remember the name of a specific mind mapping program, because every single one has got "mind" in it. You know it's like mind, map, mind start, mind the gap, mind yourself, man, don't be walking here it's they' all sound the same, and I made the mistake of calling something by a different name, and I still haven't lived it down, I still haven't lived it down uh, it's it's it was it was embarrassing it was embarrassing, but hey, so I'm trying not to do that today, so first recommendation. Touch typing it's an essential digital skill you know what it's not even an essential digital skill it'll put you it'll, it'll put you apart from the people you know if you can touch type and you're up against somebody that can't touch type yeah all right yeah think on think on like I said, not particularly sexy, but hey, hey, smoke can come off that keyboard uh, so that's the first that's the first uh, recommendation. Uh, this evening, um, second second recommendation when it comes to <laughs> second recommendation when it comes to essential digital skills, digital skills, and I've talked about this in previous shows because I like to recycle. I'm very environmentally minded. Um, if you get a handle on this, you will be seen as a technological wizard. You, will, they will they will sing your name in the great halls. Of technology, uh, if you master Excel, if you, and especially if you master Excel, right? Because I, I, I Excel it does mine nut; it, it really does my nut sometimes. But I see these people who are fantastic at using it, and it's like, oh my god, they're amazing. That is amazing. You are fantastic. Teach me your mystical ways of the boxes. You know, you, and you see that. But especially if your job doesn't necessarily involve Excel, right? And then you just pull it out like, like, bam, you know, like somebody says, Oh no, we need to, we need to ensure everybody's got the permission slips for this particular trip. We need to, does anybody know how to use Excel? And you could be like, Oh, well uh, I can have a go. And it's like formula, boom, pressing one button, macros, you know, and everybody be like, Oh my goodness me. But in all seriousness, Excel is a very, very important tool. It's used a lot in administration uh, in educational institutions, it's used for a huge amount of things. And if you can learn the tricks of the trade with that particular program, you're going uh, to reap the benefits both of, once again, being able to get stuff done fast, but also people are going to be thinking that you are dope. You are absolutely dope. Look at that, the Excel wizard. Yeah, they'll be calling you that down the corridors, you know. Um, uh, having a good knowledge of well-used tools is a digital essential in my opinion the, the the you know the bread and butter stuff the you know Word PowerPoint uh, Excel if you know a little bit about the ins and outs of these particular programs if you can oh my goodness if you can format something properly and using Word you might you might as well you might <laughs> you'll be head if you'll be head of you'll be head of the school within two two years if you can format something I do not I don't know why people use Word for design i really don't it is a uh, word is like somebody who's really really oversensitive when you do something even slightly wrong word is because you try and you know you try and move something half an inch to the left in word and then you know and then word the, the whole world just stops words like what are you doing why are you making me do this thing you know what i'm gonna do you're making me move something an inch to the right. I'm gonna reset all your formatting. That's what I'm gonna do. See how you like it mess me about, I mess you about. Yeah, yeah. Somebody in the pub has had a couple too many and somebody says the most innocuous thing and you know, they're turning tables over. That's word, that's a word document. Uh, but if, oh, excuse me, I'm just banging my coffee around because I do like to make sure that the, uh, the sound quality in my podcast is fantastic. Uh, but if you if you learn to use these bread and butter programs well it's such a benefit it's such a benefit it makes things such so so much easier it makes things quicker and people look at you and think ah that's fantastic the downside is that people will look at you and think oh yeah that's the excel guy and you do not want to be known as the excel guy that does nothing for your social status trust me but believe believe but yeah so um number one learn to touch type number two um excel is your friend if you learn how to use excel properly you are a god um we'll have a look at a couple of others in a moment because i've got a really really long list tonight guys and uh i'm all hepped up on my second cup of coffee so we're going to go through it all i don't care i don't go we're going to we're going to the bitter end that's the bitter end tonight um and so, when you're thinking about digital skills, I think some of the thing, one of the problems that I have in when it comes to digital skills is the kind of like the the assumption, the assumption of digital being better. I work with students with uh, uh, who are on uh, the, who have ADHD, and a lot of my time is working with students to try to organise or help them organise their academic studies, which is are really difficult if you have time blindness if you are uh, massively easily distracted if you have have issues in regards to uh, uh things like deadlines and not being not being able to visualize deadlines until they are right in front of your face and giving you a whooping that kind of thing um i think uh what was i saying oh yeah so i help one of the one of the biggest one of the biggest things that helps uh, students, or one of the biggest recommendations, isn't technology at all, in my job, because you know I like I like to do myself down in professional, in my professional role as well as on here. Um, but one of the things that I recommend most is physical planners, physical physical planners, physical notebooks. So, because you know, um, for students with ADHD, sometimes something with physical weight is important, something that. Is malleable or adaptable, or something that can uh, uh, you can change the aesthetic of? You know, very very important when it comes to uh, repeated use. Um, so one of the issues that I have when it comes to digital, just the assumption, the assumption that you know digital, you know digital, well, you know like five, like ten years ago, digital, digital was going to save education. You know, I mean, people are worried about AI. You know, people, people people have figured out that you can get a computer to write an essay for you. Damn, kids! How long did that take you? You know, it's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. We've uh, we've been talking about this, uh, me and my colleagues, and a couple other people. We've been talking about this for quite a long time, and how how's it going to go? But it all kicked off. I like I like this. I like this kind of like, I like AI tools when you're writing. Um, everybody's like, oh my God, they're going to, oh, essays, essays are going to get ripped. Oh my goodness me, how are we going to assess students? Uh, you assess students through exams. That's how you beat the AI. Easy, done, problem solved. Um, I'm available for consultancy. It's very simple. You go back to the old school and you give them, put them in a the hall and give them an exam. Um, a bit more difficult that in the HE uh, when it comes to things like dissertations, PhD stuff, and so on and so forth. But like, People, people, like the last, last couple of months, people have been losing their minds about, over something that's been happening for a for, for old while. But then I go on the other side and I think, you know what else can, can I do? It can write emails for you. You know, it can, it can uh, write blog posts. It can write, uh, you know, your, your newsletter for your department. It can write stuff. There was this thing way back when that people used to say and they were usually technology consultants for their sins uh, you know God bless them but you know sell yourself to the devil what are you going to do they used to say uh, oh well well you know if if you, if you're a teacher and you can be uh, uh, you can you can be replaced by a computer then maybe you should be and I I was like shut up man not only is that massively offensive if you can find a computer that can do what I do bring it bring it into my classroom give it my job by that time i was absolutely i was i was i was shook and i was like yeah i i want the computer rebellion i want robots walking into schools and taking over please i could do with the break but what i'm saying is and that was a rather large tangent like i said lots of coffee um uh, the assumption that digital is better and then that i think the reason that we have these kind of very flowery, very new age conceptions of, uh, what digital can do for people is because, uh, people don't necessarily want to pin down exactly, uh, what digital education can do for them because it's not necessarily, um, it's not necessarily specific. And this is what tonight's show is about. Learn to touch type. You learn Excel. Uh, you know, I'm going to go through a couple more after the news that has slowly creeped up on me. And, uh, um, and then after the news, we'll talk a little bit about some of the other things, that, that some of the, the less kind of train yourself how to use a particular program things and more like train yourself to think in a certain way things. So uh, stay tuned. Um, if you have any comments on the show. Um, uh, not about its haphazard nature. You can go do one. Um, But if you have any other comments about digital education, what would you recommend? What would be your number one tip for digital education as a teacher or an educator or a student or whoever out there listening? What would you say to somebody that didn't involve like a whole bunch of platitudes about the future and not being left behind and all that kind of stuff? I can't be doing with that kind of stuff. You know, be specific. Make it actionable. Learn how to touch type. Make sure that you're a, a, an Excel wizard. You can, do, you can do that. You know, go the courses are online. They're free. Not like, oh, well, we need to, we need to ensure that we use digital collaboration to, to, to widen our view. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. Just tell me which program to use, man. Serious. Anyway, uh, news is coming up, and I will be back with you, uh, well, when it finishes, I guess.
3: This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, a leading publisher of books, directories, educational guides, and magazines specifically aimed at forward-thinking schools in the UK and beyond. Have you checked out their latest releases? Don't miss out. Visit
2: Shop to explore
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News.
3: Strike action dominates the news again, with a range of outlets reporting on disputes across England, Wales, and Scotland.
2: Whilst the NASUWT union reported nine out. It's <requCha> <futeur> now so it's just the F- uh, t- 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 university is
3: Although this is good news for students, the strikes mean more disruption to courses already affected by the pandemic. However, the National Union of Students has been broadly supportive of the industrial action, at least so far. Away from strike action, there have been further stories focusing on what should be taught in schools. This time, the focus is on educating pupils in the dangers of social media in spreading messages that are misogynistic and deeply toxic. The HuffPost website reports on Labour MP Alex Davy-Jones who called in Parliament for ministers to do more to stamp out Andrew Tate-style misogyny and to stop boys being brainwashed. The MP asked what was being done to tackle radicalisation of young men, but PM Rishi Sunak responded that he was proud that this government launched the world-leading, world-first online safety bill. He also made reference to the autumn statement announcement of £2 billion of extra funding to schools. Although he did not respond with any direct reference to Tate, the online safety bill is expected to complete its final stages in the Commons shortly, before heading to the House of Lords. New figures released recently show that school absences in December were almost double the annual rate and that this was due to illness. The absence rate, as reported in the Evening Standard, was 14.3% across state schools in the week beginning December 12th an increase from 7.8% across the year. The Department for Education in England said the increase was due to a rise in sick days as a result of winter illnesses such as flu, as well as COVID-19 and strep A infections such as scarlet fever. In the Channel Island of Jersey, BBC News reports that the government has brought in 11 UK supply teachers to cover for absent staff. The short-term and long-term measures have been put in place due to staffing shortages. And the supply teachers will cover for up to two terms. Short-term housing has been organised for those travelling to the island. The Jersey government said the current vacancy rate for Jersey was 4.3%, but that the long-term plan was to train, recruit, retain and upskill school staff. Finally, the Meanwhile in the Middle East section of the CNN website, reports on the United Arab Emirates' plan to become the first Arab nation to teach about the Holocaust in its schools. The move has been praised by some and criticised by others. The nation revealed its plans in a recent tweet and intends to include Holocaust education in both primary and secondary schools. The UAE says it will work with Tel Aviv and Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Memorial Museum in Jerusalem, to help build the new curriculum. Whilst many see the move as part of the normalisation of relations with Israel, critics suggest that it does not reflect all of those living in the UAE, with many disagreeing with this policy. Full details of the story can be found on the CNN website, with comments on both sides explored in detail. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox.
0: This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
4: Hello, let's start the new year with investigating the power of artificial intelligence in education. A lot of people are asking, does your school block chat GPT? First of all, what is it? Chat Generative Pre-trained Transformer, or GPT for short, is a piece of software designed to mimic talking to a person. Difference is, this person is super clever, and it's been trained by thousands of conversations in the past, and it remembers them all. There are lots of chatbots out there, GPT is popular with young people as the answers it gives are not only correct but can be slightly different each time, so it's more difficult for a teacher to spot a copy and paste homework. Let's put it to the test with a couple of school questions. I'm using a screen reader to represent ChatGPT to give it a voice. Responses are usually in text and appear as if they're being typed really quickly. I asked what are the registers in a processor and I got...
5: CPU, of a computer. They are used to store data and instructions that the CPU needs to access quickly in order to perform its functions. There are different types of registers, each with a specific purpose. For example, the instruction register stores the current instruction that the CPU is executing, while the program counter-register stores the address of the next instruction to be executed.
4: I'll stop GPT there, as three paragraphs were given in this answer, and it's only a one or 2 mark question. So I asked, can you tell me in two sentences? And I got...
5: Registers are small, high-speed memory units built into the central processing unit, CPU, of a computer that are used to store data and instructions. They allow the CPU to access and manipulate data and instructions quickly, enabling it to carry out complex tasks at high speeds.
4: Well, thank you, GPT. That's much more to the point. Powerful, right? How about, can you summarise Of Mice and Men?
5: Of Mice and Men is an novel by John Steinbeck, published in 1937. It tells the story of George Milton and Lenny Small, two displaced migrant ranch workers during the Great Depression in California. Despite their apparent differences, the two men are deeply bonded and rely on each other for companionship and support. The novella ends tragically when Lenny, a simple-minded man with a love for soft things, accidentally kills a ranch owner's wife while trying to touch a soft dress, and George is forced to make the difficult decision to euthanize Lenny before he can be punished for the crime.
4: That's fantastic. However, there's some words in there that are quite big, and my teacher would be quite suspicious that I copied and pasted it. So I'll ask, can you summarise Of Mice and Men simply?
5: Of Mice and Men is a story about two ranch workers, George and Lenny, who are travelling together and looking for work during the Great Depression. Lenny is a large, simple-minded man with a love for soft things, and George is his caretaker and protector. Despite their differences, the two men are deeply bonded and rely on each other for companionship and support. However, their relationship is ultimately tested when Lenny accidentally kills a ranch owner's wife, and George is forced to make a difficult decision to protect Lenny from the consequences of his actions.
4: That's more like it. Now my homework's done, I think I just bought myself some more time on my games console. As always, I'd love to hear what you want to know about tech. Let us know at TT Radio Official. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech.
0: Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
1: How is it that Steve like does what I, my show whole show is about in about two minutes every single time and shows me up absolutely shows me up? But when it goes when we're talking about kind of like you know uh, chat bots and so on and so forth, um, you know, yeah, yeah that, that's that's a fairly decent answer to a question and all, don't. But you know, don't stress it, don't stress it. Um, it try try asking like a chat bot, you know, how long is it going to take me to fix my computer this morning? and and they they never get that right they never get that right speaking of which digital skills ladies and gentlemen okay so my job involves uh, sometimes fixing things uh, so i say sometimes because i'm not very successful at it um but uh, an essential digital skill basic knowledge of uh computers basic knowledge of computers how to fi- how to fix something you think to yourself, oh, well, okay, but you can always Google that. Yeah, you can. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. But being able to take on board that knowledge and having and um, being able to reproduce that knowledge when something goes wrong, very, very important indeed. People are like, people, people kind of like, they, they, they don't want to do that kind of thing. That's for the IT support but sometimes you're in a classroom and the projector goes and you think to yourself, what's going on here? Oh no. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to call it halfway through a lesson. Nah, what you're going to do is you're going to have a look at the leads. You're going to put the things in the right place and then you're going to fix it. And once again, you're going to look absolutely amazing. Um, Having a basic knowledge of how computers work and having a basic knowledge of some of the things that go wrong fairly regularly, essential digital skill to continue to actually be able to use like, you know, digital tools, and whatnot. People forget about these kind of things. Once again, it's like, oh, communication collaboration. No, 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 no. Just being being able to fix it when you need to. Really, really important. Incredibly important. So that's another one. That's a, you know, uh, basic computer upkeep. There you are. That's another essential digital skill. Everybody needs to be able to make sure that they can, uh, to ensure that they can do a quick diagnostic and then figure out that they haven't Plugged in the power lead. Uh, I've been there many, many a time. Many, many a time. Um, yeah, some really good stuff. That news. I, I like. I like uh, doing this show because it's the first time that I listen to the news uh, from TT Radio. Some really pertinent stuff. The next digital skill um, is um, possibly linked to this kind of uh, whose voice is heard on the internet who you know people talking about andrew tate like he's the first the, the first plonker that's ever to set foot uh, on the internet um he's a big one don't get me wrong uh, he's an absolute yeah he's, he's one of the big ones you know big following you know very influential influential to who though You know, it's like, oh, no, they're brainwashing the kids. I'm really sorry. If there's a student who thinks Andrew Tate is talking, you know, is talking sense, that's not brainwashing. That's 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 like a there's not that much brain involved in the first place. I'm very I'm I'm really sorry. Does that sound harsh? Uh, Because good it's supposed to. Um, So my next digital skill and uh, this is up to some of us who are a little bit older. Uh, teaching the uh, the generations um, the, the the youths are coming up um, you gotta tell people about the off button. you know you've got the there's a con there's a conceptualization of people using the computer you, you cannot you know you have to you have to be online you have to be digital all the time. Um, I'm very concerned with cyberbullying uh, for all manner of different reasons. And one of the things that I uh, had to do when I was um, uh, kind of coaching certain uh, students uh, through what is a horrible experience when it comes to cyberbullying is that there's an off button. You don't need to engage. You don't need to have the screen on. You don't need to look at this particular app. You don't even need to have the app. You know what? You don't even need to use your phone. You don't need to have a phone. If you don't think that you need to. oh but how will you do how will you do this, the essential things that you what essential things you know what's essential about you know being on tiktok nothing what's about what's essential about having snapchat it's not you have to i come from a generation that uh, throughout my academic life the internet was introduced very late on and I'm not, I, I'm not saying that that's, you know, that, is that a good or a bad thing? I'm not, not going to hear to make a judgment. But I'm of the generation that understands that you can turn this stuff off. You don't have to have a constant flow of information into your ears and eyeballs all the time. It's not necessary. It's not necessary at all. You know, we have absolute plonkers on the internet gaining influence. You can't gain influence if you just switch them off, you know? can't go in for oh yeah but you know the the, you know kid how how are you going to stop kids from from listening to these messages you tell them to switch it off you tell them not you tell them not to look at it and if you know uh, you know these people oh oh, andrew tate is, is is a terrible misogynist then don't let his message get to kids you know this is this is this is why do you i mean this 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 one of the things that one of the like oh, you know, we can you can be online, you can you can meet so many people, you can yeah, that's that's great, but you can also just you cut these people out. It's really easy. It's easier than having somebody in real life and cutting them off. If you've got a plonker in your class and you have to sit with them every day, well you you have to sit with them every day because they're in the general vicinity. Andrew Tate ain't in nobody's classroom, you know? Yeah, is horrible is horrible little message only gets through to students because they are sat in front of this tiny little screen and somebody lets that message get through. Now you think to yourself, well okay, so you know, regulation's good. Yeah, regulation is really good, but having the bottle just to say, turn that nonsense off. You know? Go go touch grass, killer, you know. You gotta have you gotta be able to say that. And but the problem is that a lot of students can't conceptualize stepping away from the digital world. So another digital skill is to help people realize that there is an off button that it doesn't you don't have to live your entire life online you don't have to i'm a hypocrite of the highest order because you know until very recently i was i was tweeting like a like like tweeting was going out of fashion and strangely enough since i stopped doing it it has been going out of fashion a little bit by the looks i'm not 100% sure because i haven't looked at it for a while but I'm of the generation that was (laughs) pre-internet. Oh, God, that makes me me feel so old. So very, very old. But in many ways, that was a disadvantage because of the lack of information, the lack of ready information. But in many ways, it was an advantage because it meant that I knew what the alternative looks like. And I know that there is an alternative. So next digital skill, Uh, teach about the off button, you know, just press that big red button get rid of that message get rid of that person it's a basic an anti-plonker stance you know we don't have to and our students don't have to live the entire life online they don't have to have tiktok don't have to have a smartphone uh get rid get rid and what you do is you get rid of the messages as well i know that's a little bit kind of um Possibly a bit pie in the sky, but I hate it when people say, "Oh well, I can't get them off the phone." Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. You, you you take the phone away. Have a chat. Say, "Listen, have have some time away from that thing." You know, don't 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 let kids be on TikTok for God knows how long. Don't let them be on Snapchat. Snapchat, an app that was designed to delete messages and pictures twenty four hours after they had been entered, or even faster than that yeah deeply suspect business model right at the beginning right at the beginning because what we have now with the onset of digital the digital world is that we have a lack of restrictions um, when it comes to media back in the day we had the bbc hello this is a bbc and you had to have decent programming you had to have a certain amount of moral programming because parents were the gatekeepers as to what their kids watch no and that's not the case anymore that's not the case so um sometimes it's up to adults to act as gatekeepers get rid of it that's why i don't really like i don't like mobile phones in schools i don't actually i don't know a school that actually allows mobile phones during the day um and i think it's getting to the point where mo, you know schools can be an oasis away from the digital world for a certain amount of time and that can help in the teaching of a different way of doing things that doesn't rely on these tiny little screens to transmit plonkers into our brain you know having said that please download the podcast here at bobby live <laughs> if you if you want to leave me a message please you know you can tweet it at tt radio uh, sorry sorry but um as i say i'm a little bit i'm cynical uh, about certain messaging when it comes to digital skills and uh, having to immerse yourself fully in the digital world all the time is one of them. Don't believe in it. Don't believe in it. Give 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 kids give kids a chance to not have to engage with plonkers, not have to navigate incredibly difficult social situations that don't have uh, obvious cues in lots of cases Uh, it's where a lot of kids come a cropper like chats uh, you know chat rooms and so on and so forth so yeah well one of the digital skills is get rid of the digital for a while guys you know just do 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 kids a favor do kids a favor who have been bought and raised um bought and raised with within a screen Uh, and uh you know show them a different way you know hey man getting very getting very new age though i like it i like you know i like I like being a little bit of a, a little bit of an old hippie every now and again so that's that one um however <laughs> however if you do need to sort your digital life out what's what's the uh, portal that most people use when it comes to information and that is a search engine my next essential digital skill is learn how to use a search engine properly learn how to ask the proper questions so you find the um so you find the correct information i'm really sorry i've got a couple of uh, i've got a couple of requests for calls in but i'm not going to be able to do that tonight uh, for various reasons so all apologies i'm not being uh, i'm trying not to be rude and i should have switched off the function before the start of the show so uh, thank you very much for attempting to call in if you want to leave any comments in the chat here on podbean live or on twitter please please do but i won't be able to have conversations today um so uh you (laughs) at the moment probably because it's raining and windy here and that affects my internet so if i have a conversation with somebody on here it probably means that the show stops it grinds to a terrible terrible halt oh by the way um just to backpedal a little bit we like to go all non-linear here on a sunday evening um typing typing tools uh one of my favorites is uh typing club Nice, simple, straightforward, really easy to just do the course and learn a little bit more about typing. And then there's another program called Type Racer, which uses a little bit of gamification and turns, turns your typing speed into a race. And you can race against other real people who are also learning how to touch type. And, um, and it's a really satisfying feeling when you hit the finish line first and you're like, ah, yeah, that's the way. That's the way forward. Um, but yeah, back to search engines, the proper or good use of search engines. Um, you're not going to get a decent answer if you don't ask a decent question. Uh, and that is the same in both the real and the digital world. Being able to find information and find the right information using a search engine is it's pretty much, it's a, it's a skill. It's a digital skill that needs—it needs a little bit of teaching. Uh, you know, I'm not the best at it, <laughs> I'm not the best at it at all, but if I'm trying to find a particular piece of information, um, I know the kind of algorithm, the kind of way to ask or the way to put in the put certain details into a search engine to get the answer that I need. Lots of other people don't, and it can be really, really difficult, it can be really difficult, uh, and it's really painful to watch students, say, trying to find information and uh, trying to find that information by using a, you know, awful question into Google, or whatever search engine of choice. Um, so another essential, particular digital skill. Once again, not particularly kind of like, ooh, cool. Uh, effective use of the search bar. Effective use of um, asking a correct question to Google so to ascertain the information that you need rather than the toing and throwing that you often see students do when they're trying to find a piece of information using uh, a search engine and like I'll you know um steve gave a very good example you know it's always he was he was like oh i mean that was impressive what that chat bot GPA gpt chat thingy maduga really impressive what they can do but you know that stuff only works if you know what question to ask you know steve knows about what's going on in schools knows knows the type of questions that are going to be asked and also knew that you can actually simplify certain questions down i'm using this as an example but it's necessarily. this isn't necessarily about ai but if you don't know the question to ask then you're not going to get the information that you need so for instance in that in the in that little uh, in that, that to and fro that Steve Woods was having there in the break, he knew the, what question to ask, and he knew how to shorten a question, and he knew how to be specific about a particular subject. Lots of students don't, and it's a real skill to be able to ascertain and find information quickly using a search engine, and sometimes people need help to do that. Is this modelled in schools? I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. If you do model it in schools, let me know because it would be really good. I mean, I work with university students who still struggle with this particular thing. I still struggle to kind of get the information that they need through a decent question or a decent search, uh, a decent search in a search engine. And I know, I know, it sounds daft, but it's these, these basics, these basics, these specifics. There's, there, these are the things that hinder people. When it comes to digital education, um, uh, you know, you you can have all the tools in the world, but if you can't engage with the tool to a point where it works for you, you're scuppered, aren't you? And, you know, AI, brilliant, does all the work for you, but only if you ask it a decent question, you know, only if, only if you know, of mice and men. So, you know, you can say, you know, what what, give me a, give me a, a short summary of the The of the book of my cement, great if you know what the word summary means. Um, Also, um, also, what do you mean short? You know, people worry about kids using it for homework and stuff, and uh, you know, I worry about that too. If my kids start using you know chatbot AI stuff for their own homework, I'll be livid. I'll be livid because uh, you know they can do exactly the same thing with you know a little bit more effort. However, that kind of stuff only kicks in if you ask the thing the right questions, and I think that's something to consider. Uh, Tom, boss Tom, is on the chat. says I agree with that. I think students still need the skill, the skills to use AI effectively. These are the things, the building blocks of stuff. Effective search engine, you know, an effective search using a search engine needs a knowledge of how to use a question, or sorry, how to ask a question, how to get a decent question. yeah, uh, once again, Tom's saying things like chat, GPT only work if you can get the correct inputs in. And I'm not saying
2: everybody needs to learn how to correctly use. I hate um, like
1: repetitive admin tasks. I hate writing emails that I've written before to various people. Um, I use... Um, not particularly Chat GPT, but I use AI programs to write certain emails that um, that saves me time. It saves. I'm really. I'm sorry if people get offended by that. To be honest, I repeat myself in real life on a day-to-day basis. So I'd much rather get a computer to do that for me in the digital world. Anyway. So that's another, in my opinion, another essential digital skill when it comes to trying to get the right information that you need, whether it be studying or whatever. You've got to ask the right question. And using a search engine effectively is a skill that I see is somewhat lacking in my own work uh, with students who are in a higher education. Um, and they've been using search engines their entire lives. So, you know, something to think about, something to work on. Okay, um, so uh, we'll just have uh, another quick word from our sponsors at um, this uh, this uh, nine, coming up to nine o'clock now, and uh, in the last half hour, I'll do a nice little recap, and then we'll talk a little bit about some of the other digital skills, the essential ones, you know, the, this, this is what we're, talk- we're talking about, specifics, let's get a list- specifics or nothing tonight. There's no kind of, oh, yeah, well, you can... It allows you to reach the No, no. Tell me which programs to use. Tell me how to use those programs. What do you do to make your digital life easier and better? Um, So uh, let's have a little um, uh, redux of uh, our sponsorship
2: Uh, Hey, I forgot that that
1: was the only sponsor that we have tonight. (laughs) Halfway through swigging my coffee, I was. Um, That's got to be some sort of digital skill, isn't it? Being able to uh, ensure that the material that you're using um, will be long enough for you to actually get some more caffeine down you. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, digital skills. So what have we looked at so far? We have looked at touch typing. We have looked at being able to use... Bread and butter programs well with keyboard commands. Really, really important. Um, uh, excuse me for a moment. Uh, there we go. Uh, we've also looked at being able to communicate that there is an off button. There is a world outside of the digital uh, world that is um, varied and the sun's shining and
2: you can... The digital Remind little... you that in fact, I don't have to engage. With you. you come across on real communication
1: through digital means. This is one of the things. Uh, as an English teacher back in the day. Uh, that I'm finding more and more interesting is, uh, and I've mentioned it before, even in this show, is with a lot of students I see struggle with um, social media, for want of a better term, and social interaction in the digital world. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to this because I don't have a template. My social interaction um, using digital media. Um, is broken down into a couple of fairly major areas. Number one is the professional world, usually the case of uh, emailing, um, and this is kind of this is work skills, I guess. You know, being able to make sure that your email is, you know, reasonably formal for the person that you're speaking with, or being able to gauge what the formality is that you should be using, dependent on your audience. These this are skills that we that, that are taught in English schools up and down the country. Um, but navigating other forms of communication well. Um, uh, this is particularly particularly and I've seen this difficulty in regards to autism um, and regards to uh having certain difficulties uh, in everyday communication. Um, and those difficulties sometimes transfer to the digital world sometimes it goes completely the opposite way actually, I remember I had a student way 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 back in the day um whose face to face communication was um uh, was hugely painful for them hugely painful they didn't understand visual clues they um they didn't understand uh, they couldn't differentiate when it comes to tone a uh, voice um the uh, um, kind of agreed social norms was, were problematic for this particular student. And it was, you know, it, it was a great source of anxiety and emotional pain for them. However, online, they were completely the opposite as to what they would be in person. They were outgoing, they were gregarious, funny, uh, knowledgeable. I'm like a completely different person however that was very that's in in, in my experience that was quite unique having somebody uh, who presents so differently in the digital world as to the physical world um that uh there's a kind of a romanticism when it comes to uh, autistic spectrum and you know um, about how certain issues can be overcome by uh placing yourself in the digital world and i've not seen it i've I've seen it rarely and that was one of the times where this person was like a completely different person online than they were in real life but on the other side of that there are there are now a completely different set of social rules in regards to uh online communication whether that be Um, in the chat room because not only uh, do you have social norms you also have the rules of that particular program that you have to follow TikTok trends uh snapchat the language that you use um i am old so i cannot i cannot keep up with the acronym i couldn't even keep up with the acronyms and initialisms when it came to my job when i was a teacher you know, I was like, they were like, oh, you need the SPT of the, the DDS. And like, I, I was like, I don't know what that means. Tell me what you mean. Why are you speaking in single letters? That kind of thing. And I was like, uh, and um, and that combined with, as I say, a lack of visible social cues can lead to all sorts of issues. Um, talking to teachers, as I do. One of the, one of the, one of the biggest things when it comes to behavior issues that I've been, uh, I've been getting feedback on in regards to secondary in particular, uh, because that, you know, there's, there's those those your formative years when it comes to social media communication and, um, and, uh, and the use of social media can be like, a you know, it can be like a tinderfire you know, it can be, it can be, uh, absolutely, um, absolutely atrocious i've seen it myself with uh i'm sorry if i don't know if this i don't know if this is the done thing but i do it anyway i don't care i don't care i monitor my social my children's social media uh, interactions if that makes me i don't know a busybody or nosy i don't care i don't care i want to i want to know that my my kids are keeping up um uh keeping up uh, the civility that I want to see in all aspects of their life, not just not just their real life, I want them to act well in the digital sphere as well. But um, some of the conversations that I've witnessed, uh, are like I was like, I'm like, damn, <laughs> if that ha- like if that happened in the real world, you would immediately be identified as a sociopath and like shunned from all civil society some of the some of the conversations and some of the ways that students talk to each other in the digital sphere um is it's, i ain't being funny it's atrocious it's absolutely atrocious and i've talked about uh social media as um uh, an instigator for bullying uh, in previous in previous um in previous shows and I think one of the things when it comes to digital skills is about helping people, helping children in, in general to navigate what can be an absolute cesspit when it comes to when it comes to communications and digital media. You know, it's not helped by the form of the apps such as Snapchat, TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. You not only, like I say, you not only have to have the rules, the social rules that are embedded anyway, but you have to actually have to learn the, the rules of that particular at that particular method of communication, and sometimes it can go very wrong. So another essential digital skill, in my opinion, is, um, and it's a difficult one because I don't think that there is a blueprint, is helping students to navigate uh, social media communication. I think people out there will be thinking, well, it's not really our, it's not really our world. No, yeah, you know, it's not. It's you know, there, you know, students and adults, uh, or children and adults, don't necessarily inhabit the same world. Um, however, I think uh, speaking first and foremost as a parent, I think sometimes you have to kind of not, kind of kick the door in and say, "Oi, oi, oi, less of this," <laughs> or you know are you struggling talking to this but why do you think why do you think that person has reacted that way and so on and so forth it's really difficult it's probably the most difficult I say this is an essential skill and I don't give anybody any advice on how to do it but I don't think that there would be enough time in a number of shows looking at some of the intricacies of how to effectively communicate online one of the other things also is about um register and genre as well um a lot of students <coughs> excuse me a lot of students that i work with um use the same uh register in regards to formality in email and chat and all sorts of different things and uh, I, I don't have a problem with it but uh, employers might you know what i mean so uh, that's one of the things identifying what is appropriate? And these, uh, to be honest, these these things happen. I mean, I taught this kind of thing when I was doing uh, life skills back at back in further education. But it wasn't necessarily digital based back in those days. It was more about kind of how do you write a for, how do you write a formal email? What's the difference between a, uh, a conversation with your friends and a conversation with your boss, and so on and so forth. But now it's much much more complicated. And it's not just about formality. It's about ensuring that uh, the students that you work with understand that these are real people, ensuring that, uh, once again, if somebody is being horrific to you online, that there is an off button, that you don't have to engage with every scrote that comes along, Um, and so on and so forth. Easy for me to say at the moment because I'm not on social media. Um, And in all honesty... Uh, i've been i've been off pretty much all social media since mm, October last year and I'm, I'm not too sure i'm going back to be honest because next digital skill is uh, sorry I just put my cup down. <laughs> it, was, it was like a silent drum roll i've just that's not that was not me, that was not for effect it's just because I put my cup down and i didn't want to spill it over uh, the next digital skill um I think that is essential is uh, being able to maintain focus. Being able to maintain focus when you have the internet is a minor miracle, in my opinion. I work with many students that have cognitive issues regarding attention, um, regarding being able to focus, being able to just do one task at a time. And the digital world offers so many hurdles. To that, so many heard of, multitasking doesn't exist, guys. This is something that I've realised uh, fairly recently. Um, I was, people used to say, oh, you know, you're not very, you're not very good at multitasking, Tom, are you?" And I was like, "No, I, you know, I can't really. I, I, it's not multitasking; it's just split attention. Split attention. You can't do four things at once and think that you're going to do all four of those to a decent level. You can't. You can't. So being able." Uh, to navigate the digital world with its numerous distractions, um, such as, excuse me, I'm just uh, pouring another coffee here because I've just seen the time, and if I don't have another drink, I don't think I'm going to make it to the end of this show, so I'm so tired, so tired. But being able to focus with the uh, incredible amount of distraction that the digital world offers, is an essential skill. And it's one that has to be taught because there are some people that can do it naturally, but they're few and far between, absolutely few and far between, and they are, they're the lucky ones. So, how do you maintain focus? One of the things, it goes back to a previous digital skill of turning it off, you know, turning it off and getting that writing done, turning it off and reading that paper. Uh, you know academic paper or you know even newspaper i haven't read a newspaper for 10 years like at least and i get most i get most of my news through um people i get most of my news through people telling me what's going on that's a terrible thing to admit isn't it i am not i i am not worldly and that's kind of strange in this world where you can find as much digital information as you want but that is equally a blessing and a curse um as I said, I work with people who suffer very much from uh, a lack of attention uh, in regards to usually academic study. Let's, let's be honest, it's really easy to focus on something that is enjoyable. It's really easy for me to focus on an evening on Battlefield 2042 in the digital world. Um, uh, if, you, if you've ever played that game, it's, um, or any game, it's uh it's it's very easy to get lost. It's very easy to shift your focus and you're there and that's great because it's fun. You know, it's well actually Battlefield 2042 isn't that fun, it's glitchy as out. But anyway, um yeah, being able to focus with having basically a a digital friend screaming at you, don't look at that, look at this the entire time. Is an essential digital skill. How do you go about that? I do have some tips in this case. Uh, hopefully, this is a bit more useful for the rest. The rest of my suggestions for this evening, um, as I say, making sure that people understand that there is an off button. There are certain tools, uh, anti-distraction tools, that you can use, where you can turn off the internet or turn off certain sites in the internet for a, a period of time. Um, uh, but yeah, that's it's one of the biggest battles in regards to the digital world. It's like it was like that thing um, that people used to say once again. Uh, probably, yeah. To be honest, it was. Probably, yeah, it's usually education consultants, bless their hearts. Um, and it was one of those things, you know. Uh, and it was about it was at, it was at around that time where people were actually trying to promote the use of mobile phones in schools, like it was, um, like it was a great thing. And it's like, and they used to say, well, if, if your lesson, if your lesson is, is less interesting than a student's phone, then you've got a problem. No, you haven't. Have you seen what phones offer people? <laughs> Limitless entertainment instantly. Limitless communication with pretty much anybody on the planet instantly it's a camera it's a games machine it's a way to view videos about cats playing the piano oh my god you're not competing with that i can i I heard that i mean this was about five six years seven that kind of comment at the time i was like don't be so ridiculous you know, oh, if 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 your if your phone if your lesson is not as interesting as your phone, I was like, have you ever used a phone? They're amazing, you know, you know, limitless entertainment, limitless limitless books, limitless TV, limitless movies, you know, pretty much for free if you went on the right websites. You know what I mean? You know, constant twenty four hour news about any subject that you want a massive audience who are into the same interests as you are and you think a lesson about you know medieval history is going to beat that i'm not saying medieval history is boring actually i really like medieval history but the most interesting lesson is going to get knocked into a cock tap by a smartphone but people were like, oh, well, if it's, yeah, if, it's, if, your, if your lesson's not as interesting as it's not, go do one. Do one, you salesperson. Go away. Go away. Leave teachers alone. When the teachers were not there and should never have had to compete with phones. I just, it astounds me that that was ever an argument. And anybody who ever, bless you if you've ever made that argument, but shut up. <laughs> like just shut up yeah Uh, you're talking absolute nonsense a phone and the digital world and the internet is literally designed to distract you it's literally designed to lead your attention to the place that it wants to lead you to usually for some form of monetary gain and do you think that a teacher can cope with that you think a teacher can cope you think they can go up against multinational corporations with billions of dollars? You think, you know, Miss Smith can, you know, go up against Snapchat on a Wednesday afternoon, you know, three, don't be daft, don't be daft. And this is one, this is probably the most important digital skill. And it's not one that's spoken about because, you know, oh. Uh, Wow, well, you know, the digital world, I, I've realized that all these recommendations that I've made today, apart from the ones about learning particular skills, are, seem to be fairly negative. But it's not because I'm negative about digital learning. I think that digital learning is essential. I think I'm negative about the way digital learning has been framed uh, last decade, uh, at least. And I think it has pushed the positives, and completely completely ignored the negatives and that kind of like oh if you're if your lesson if i even saying it i'm just like oh my god people used to use that argument and they used to use that argument against teachers and they used to use that argument blatantly because they were selling something it was always because they were selling something Uh, whether it whether it be an actual product or an idea you know you know oh if you're hang on if building a brick, if you're build, if you're building a brick wall, isn't as interesting as watching this man juggling with chainsaws or on fire, then your brick building these, get stuffed, get absolutely stuffed. But anyway, the digital skill of being able to focus in a world that is designed to lead your focus away is possibly the biggest one. Um, there are small things that you can do you can use programs to block websites you can you know use uh, if you have to use a computer and you have to do some work you can you you don't have to you don't necessarily have to connect it to the internet Mm, i've had to do that myself i'm doing some writing at the moment and i am using an ancient word processor that doesn't have internet access to write stuff down is it is it um uh, Game of Thrones writer uses an old uh, DOS machine that hasn't got an internet connection to write the books. Um, Perhaps that's why it's taken so long. Uh, But but anyway, being able to focus in a world full of distraction is the biggest digital skill that anybody will ever have at this point. Being able to ensure that you do what you need to do, uh, whether that is an academic task or any other type of task, whilst navigating the multitudes of uh distraction when it comes to the digital world. It's the biggest skill anybody's gonna learn. It's linked into being able to uh conceptualize an off button. It's also linked into being able to to know that, you know, there isn't such a thing as, you know, there isn't such a thing as multitasking. It's it's about having the knowledge that you have to focus on one task and one task alone. And sometimes that means that you'll have to sacrifice two and a half hours on YouTube, uh, looking at the introductions to 80s cartoons. I'm not, that, that example just came on off the top of my head, by the way, that's not, that's not a real example. Obviously that would be such a waste of time for me on a, a Tuesday afternoon. Um, but you see what I mean, uh, you know, the digital world and digital tools are fantastic. You know, they have allowed um, shortcuts to many a wonderful, many a wonderful um, uh, discovery and so on and so forth. But for, you know, you your basic bog standard trying to get something done yeah. can be the right pain. And being able to ensure that, you know, that there are ways that you can focus or your students can focus. Um, it's difficult because it's a mixture of the academic and the pastoral, isn't it? It's a mixture. It's a mixture of you know study skills and social training, social engineering, as it were. Um, and it's not a skill that everybody has, and it's not a skill that everybody considers. In fact, it's a, it's a lot of people working in the educational sphere um, uh, see it as a. Um, I've been called. I've been called old-fashioned. I've been called. Um, what was? What was? What was the, what was the worst one I could be called? Um, uh, oh, conservative in my ideas. I don't really think that's the case anymore. Making sure that somebody can focus on their study. Making sure that that you have one thing in front of you and that one thing gets done, when you basically have a, you know, an all-encompassing system that's designed to distract you that's tough you know that's 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 the uh, that's the toughest task that anybody ever has to come across in regards to trying to learn something you know and i mean i failed miserably i failed miserably when it came to social media i was spending more time on social media than i was doing anything else apart from my work and that's ridiculous what was i doing on social media well i was well actually to be honest i was talking to a lot of people who were fantastic that's that you see that's one of the things you know i can i'm not i'm not painting you know the digital world as a place of you know hellish evil do not go to the digital world you will be lost there forever <laughs> i'm not really saying that but what i'm saying is there are huge positives um the entertainment is fantastic the communication uh communication and collaboration is really good sometimes that's great but it's also a distraction machine. It is, and being able to focus on things like you know, I've I've had I have students who, have, who are writing PhDs, who are writing dissertations, who are thinking things that I have never even considered before. And not only are they doing all that, but they're doing that with this kind of this digital screen, this digital. This digital devil tapping them on the shoulder and saying, "Do this instead. Go on. Do do this. There's somebody on the internet that's wrong. You need to tell them. Put put down put down the PhD for a second. There's somebody that uh, there's somebody that thinks that Blade Two is better than Blade, and that must be addressed right now. No, yeah, yeah. It's a comedic example, but I'm very I'm deadly serious about this kind of thing when it comes to the digital world it offers fantastic tools but it also offers a machine that will distract that will take you away from what you need to do and you have to help people to get through that as i say there are tools that um, excuse me for a second there are tools that can shut off the internet a lot of my time a lot of my time is looking for different ways to uh, work efficiently without the aid of digital tools because students will use that the digital tools to procrastinate or distract themselves and not get done what they need to get done and yeah you know who wouldn't want to watch the intros for 80s cartoons for two and a half hours if you've got an essay sitting there in front of you ah you know you know he-man slapped you know that's that's the that's the thing so yeah digital skills not just about learning a particular skill such as t- touch typing such as ensuring that you're a bit of a a whiz when it comes to the office microsoft office or whatever like bread and butter program google docs that kind of thing you can you can access uh, you can access things via the keyboard that speeds up it's not just about um, knowing that you can turn off the internet you don't have to engage with every single thing that is going on because that is incredibly difficult it's not just about um being able to uh find what you need with a decent question into a search engine it's about battling a machine that is pretty much there to detract you and that is tough stuff guys tough stuff um so yeah back to that comment you know oh if you're teaching if you're if a pho- if a child's mobile phone is more interested than you're teaching then it's your problem everybody's mobile phone is more interested than you're teaching i'm not trying to do teaching down but mobile phones are dope have you seen what they do seriously ridiculous statement absolutely ridiculous statement but teaching students to be able to focus even in the digital world is possibly my, the biggest digital skill um, and the, one of the most problematic that I, I talked to about tonight. Um, speaking, talking uh, uh, this evening, we are coming up to the end of the show. It always surprises me that. Um, uh, just as a summary, once again, if you haven't caught my wonderful colleague Eugene McFadden's um, uh, podcasts about autism teaching, uh, teaching whilst being autistic, and all the other. All the other subjects that he has been talking about recently, please go and download that now and listen to it. Because, uh, speaking as somebody uh, who who um, works for disability services in um, higher education, that stuff is gold—absolute gold. So uh, you know, big up to you. Um, then the digital skills—the proper digital skills, not not the kind of kind of uh, digital skills that people put in there in their product descriptions, Um, learning to touch type. Learn to touch type, guys. It's a a dying skill, but it's awesome. Um, Make sure that you understand some of the features when it comes to kind of bread and butter programs such as Excel and Word. If you can learn a little bit about IT uh, in regards to the physical act of fixing computers, very, very important, very, very useful. Uh, teaching students how to use a uh, search engine um, with the right questions or in any, in, you know, in any digital tool, uh, making sure that a student knows how to ask the right question to get the answer that they need. Always important. Helping students navigate their the social realm in regards to social media and in regards to communications is, is one of the big ones. I can't really offer very much advice on that because that's probably, that's a whole show right there. Um, uh, also uh, being able to, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, probably the biggest one at the end there, you know, getting that in at the end, a little bit of food for thought on this uh, late Sunday evening before we uh, venture back into the working week um how do you focus in a world of distraction uh which the digital world represents you know how do you help students to focus in a world that's designed to lead your attention away it's that it's a big one it's quite philosophical it's kind of evening it's because i'm on my third coffee um yeah so uh, speaking of distraction um hopefully this has distracted you for an hour and a half if you're listening live always appreciate it always appreciate people taking the time to uh listen to my um uh, kind of uh, worryingly random ramblings on this here show but uh yeah thank you if you uh, you can listen live you can also download the podcast at a later date um probably better to download it and watch it in the daytime Oh, sorry, i would listen to it in the daytime. It's a lot less scary that way. Um, also, uh, thank you very much to the other members of the team who were involved in the chat. Boss Tom, thank you very much for, for putting some good commentary in there. I haven't checked the Twitter feed um, because of a lack of uh, confidence in my internet connection today. But if you've left some comments, I might kind of break my internet fast to respond to you because you've gone and uh made the effort to ask a question and so on and so forth so it's only fair that i make the effort to answer them next i think i'm on next week um these 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 sessions they roll on they roll on really quickly and kind of take me by surprise um i'm on next week but i don't have a subject as of yet So uh, if you're out there listening and you want to uh, recommend, what would you like to talk about? Well, what would you like me to talk about next week? I'm all ears. Anything to do with technology, uh, technology and disability or technology in general or so on and so forth. If you've got an idea for a show, let me know. It means I don't have to do my homework. You know what I mean? But anyway, I really hope that you have a good week this week weather's not great here in the shire of york and it's supposed to be snowing (laughs) oh god it's supposed to be snowing at some point next week but um you know whoever you are out there i'm going a bit midnight caller now and that's that that's a reference not many of you are going to get if you're you're not of a certain age um uh, for those of you out there listening thank you very much for listening have a really really good week look after yourselves you know don't don't be going Don't be going uh, burning yourself out. Try not to watch too many videos of cats playing piano, uh, especially if you've got marking to do in that. (laughs) And I will be talking to you all soon. All right, okay. Um, Have a very good night. I'm going to hit the outro button, and I will speak to you all soon.
0: Live from an attic.